0: Okay, real quick, what's the easiest choice you can make? Maybe it's not picking the middle seat on an airplane, or maybe it is going to bed a little bit earlier. What about selling on Shopify? That might not be the first thing that you think of, but let me tell you, it is a really easy choice to make because Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. Plus, you can make your shop yours because Shopify makes it so easy for you to show up exactly the way you want to. You can customize your online store to your style with these gorgeous, flexible templates and powerful tools. They even have this thing called Shopify magic where you can whip up captivating content that converts. So from blog posts to product descriptions, it'll just whip it up for you. How easy is that? And once you start selling, Shopify makes getting paid simple by instantly accepting every type of payment, which is huge when you're selling online. Plus, I have to say they offer phenomenal support to help you every single step of the way. So just like not choosing a middle seat on an airplane, make the easy decision and sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com mindful, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com mindful now to grow your business no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com mindful Hello everyone. Welcome to this freeform episode of the Mindful in Minutes podcast. So if you listened to the last episode, you heard me make a little bit of a confession, which is, although I said in the episode before that, I wasn't going to release any more episodes this year. I was going to wait until the new year and take a break. Well, I changed my mind. So here I am and I shared a meditation to help basically help you step into the new year into 2022. And today I wanted to share just a super organic freeform um, episode and chat just about reflections and lessons that I learned from the past year. So this past year has definitely been honestly one of the hardest years of my life, I think. Um, And I've been doing some Just, I've really been trying to dedicate some time to reflect not only on the past year, but to also get really clear on what I want for the next year. Part of what I'm going to talk about, I just took a couple of notes from my, you know, the big lessons that I learned. Um, But this past year, I felt at times a little bit directionless. And so I've been trying to be more intentional about not only reflecting, but then, you know, getting clear on what I want um, coming up. So we're going to dive into that in just a moment. Um, two quick reminders because they're very timely. One, if you want to, you know, whether it's when you listen to this episode, after you listen to this episode, if you like what I have to share and you like the idea of the practice, I'm going to share with you of what I personally did um, to kind of reflect and, you know, get clear on the upcoming year. Then I know that you will love the virtual retreat that I created for the new year. It is the Awaken and Illuminate 2022 at Home Retreat. So it includes a um, opening ritual, a aura cleansing and intention setting ceremony. We will be doing uh, restorative yoga to release we'll be doing yoga nidra for new beginnings i'll be giving you a mini sound bath then we're going to go into a workshop where i'll teach you how to craft your uh, 2022 power mantra as well as i'll walk you through how to do some soul writing which is what i did to reflect on the lessons i'm going to share today as i did some soul writing and i'll talk about that and then we'll do a guided manifestation and mantra practice and then we'll close it out. I've also included in this retreat a bonus guided 108 sun salutations practice. So if you want to ring in the new year with 108 sun salutations, learn more about the significance of it, and get your body moving, you can do that. And I curated a playlist that will go along with the retreat. So that's available right now until January 3rd, and you can use it anytime. So. Whenever you purchase it um, between now and January 3rd of 2022, um, you can unlock nearly five hours of content and really start the new year off right. Um, There is also a pay what you can option. If you are experiencing financial hardships, know that that is an option. Um, Also, enrollment for the four-week meditation accelerator will also be closing, um, Well, it'll begin on January 3rd. So you have to sign up for January 3rd. Um, It could be January 2nd evening if you'd like. But if you want to... Work on building your meditation habit. You want to commit to meditating every single day for one month and also build your own personal practice, a sustainable practice, and build up the time that you'll be able to sit and go to a place you've never gone before in your meditation. I would love to invite you to be a part of this small group and this closed community. I still have some room in the accelerator and I would love to have you. So you can, of course, click links in the show notes or head to my website, yogafreeonline.com. Or find me on Instagram at YogaFuelOnline. Okay. Those are the announcements. Um, I wanted to get those, you know, just out front because time is a ticking. There's only a few days on those few things. And I would just love to have you at one or both. And know that if you do join the Meditation Accelerator, uh, the retreat is already in there. So you'll get that New Year's Eve retreat for free. All right. Let's talk about lessons learned from 2021. So I love this time of year. In a way, I also, I don't know about anyone else, and from here on out, everything that I'm sharing, right, these are just my personal lessons, my reflections. Um, I'm sharing them not, you know, I'm not, I'm trying not to share them in like a self-serving way. I share these things with all of you because my hope is that something that I share, maybe it's something that you needed to hear and you didn't know you needed to hear or something you've been wondering about, Um, And I'm sharing this because I still to this day, even though it's like a year and a half old now, the episode that I released on what I learned before I turned 30, I still to this day get people sending me messages and writing emails about uh, that episode and things that resonated with them and people who are, you know, maybe not in their 30s yet or are. And uh, it seems like an episode that you guys enjoyed. And so I wanted to kind of share Another episode where I reflect and share some, you know, tough and beautiful lessons that I've learned in hopes that it will help you on your journey. So that's what we're going to be talking about today and what I did to reflect. So when I say I love this time of year, but also sometimes it's hard, I find that I don't know what it is, but sometimes I find myself around the holidays, not necessarily getting sad, but like having low energy or just kind of being a little bit of a slump and I I think sometimes with the new year rolling around in the past I found myself being kind of like hard on myself for oh like another another year's gone another year's gone and I really wanted to start challenging my mindset around that and not have it be like a year lost, but like another year welcomed. And the way that I've been doing that is through doing um, either leading a retreat in person, which I haven't been able to do last year or this year, but that's why I'm offering that virtual option um, because doing a retreat and taking time to really like mark the change of the year in a special like introspective way um, with yoga and meditation is something that just has been really special and powerful for me. And what I did this year for myself is I did um, some yoga. So I've really been finding my creativity has been just sparked by moving my body. And then I did some meditation to clear my mind. And I also did a meditation, which is what prompted the episode before this one in the feed for 2022. Um, That's a meditation that I, I didn't do before my soul writing but I did a little bit later. So all of this is coming from my own personal New Year's ritual. So I moved my body, just got everything moving, the energy moving. Then I was meditating to clear my mind. And then I did soul writing, which is where you try to like, it's sort of like automatic writing where you try to not think about it too much. You just like sit and write and like, and I just wanted to reflect on the year behind and like just Right, and I like to do it like pen on paper there's something that just feels like extra like special and therapeutic about that instead of like typing Um, which is where usually like if I'm writing notes or things for meditation I'll like type it and keep it in like a folder but um yeah like pen on paper and just letting it come from like my true self space and just like write and some things I expected to come out and then some things i was really sort of surprised about too and then after i'd finished my soul writing and i just felt like okay you know I'm, I'm done and this is something that um there's a reason that i always incorporate soul writing into the virtual retreats or the in-person retreats around this time of year and that's because i feel like soul writing is so powerful to reflect um and get some clarity going forward so um also <laughs> i um as you know of course, freeform episode. Um, that probably means that you will hear um, some interesting background noise. I just heard the little pitter patter of baby pork chop um, waking up from his nap upstairs. So if you hear any interesting background noise, um, that's what's that's what's going on. So yeah, I did soul writing, and then I reflected on my soul writing, and I pulled out. Some of the things that surprised me, I made notes. And then from that, I made a list of some of the biggest lessons that I learned um, in 2021. So that's how I came to this. And yeah, we're just going to dive in. So one lesson that I learned, I learned really hard this last year. And last thing I'll say before I say this first lesson um, is part of the reason why I wanted to reflect on this past year is because this past year has been the first full year of me being a parent and having what feels like just a totally different role and identity. And I'll talk about that a little bit later in this list. Um, But to me, it felt extra important to reflect on this past year because it's just been so different than anything I've ever experienced. So one of the biggest lessons that I learned in 2021 is that struggling is an important part of the journey and that growth comes from the uncomfortable. And this isn't necessarily a lesson that I learned for the first time this last year, but it's definitely one that was reaffirmed and came up time and time again. And I felt like this last year I really struggled. And I don't necessarily mean that in a bad way. It's not like the struggle was always necessarily bad. And you know that I don't really like to assign like meaning to things of like this is good and this is bad or like this struggle was good. This struggle was bad. Um Some of the struggle was definitely more challenging than others. Some of it just felt challenging and some of it, some of the struggle felt like just, you know, just it felt like I was just trying to survive and get through it. And the thing that I learned is that I did get through it and that I did survive. And I don't necessarily want to get too deep in the weeds of, you know, everything that that went on this last year. but it it was just a really long and hard year, not only physically um so many changes to my body really over the past two years, from pregnancy to then giving birth and then you know feeling like I'd lost my strength and then rebuilding my strength and then coming to terms with just all of the changes in my body, which is always hard and something I struggled with even before um this time in my life and then in essence, it hit me at the day that it's like my body has been keeping two bodies alive for like almost two years. And that just blew my mind. And, you know, things look different and feel different. And my body is different. And again, that's not good or bad, but that's just something that I really had to wrap my head around and a struggle that I had to move through and then continuing to move through. And part of this kind of struggle piece is that I had to remind myself time and time again that change and growth and evolution, it all comes from the uncomfortable. And I had to try to keep that mindset that, you know, on the other side of uncomfortable often is change and growth. And so not only, you know, physically did I struggle this year, I struggled mentally and I struggled emotionally and you heard me talk a little bit about it in the anatomy of sleep episode but you know i was really sleep deprived for a really long time and i noticed what a negative impact that had on my mental health and i also you know had a hard time just wrapping my head around like my new life and my new um, role and my new identity which i'll talk about a little bit later in this list but it was like simultaneously one of the most special and beautiful years and one of the hardest years of my life. And and one of the biggest takeaways that I learned is that struggling is an important part of the journey and that growth and evolution comes from the uncomfortable. And it doesn't mean that it's going to be pleasant, but it's something that I had to remind myself that it's okay to be uncomfortable. And this is something... That I've learned in the past and something that I tell people and I tell you on this podcast, I tell students, like, it's okay to get uncomfortable. But this year was like a really big reminder of not only, you know, how uncomfortable, uncomfortable can get, but how important it is sometimes to get uncomfortable and to embrace that discomfort and learn how to function even when you're uncomfortable. And so, you know, struggling It's a part of life, and it's a part of the journey, and sometimes you have to walk that path. Um, But I will say that, you know, I I was kind of reflecting in my soul writing on, like, words from this past year for me, words for me, and two of them that came up were struggle and survival. And so, yeah, I struggled, but also I survived. And so I faced some of the hardest things in my life, not only physically, um, you know, I, I struggled with a few health things this year. Um, but just so much struggle, but then also just being so proud of the fact that, you know, I survived and that I kept walking the path and I endured and I embraced the uncomfortable and I tried to find, um, the beauty in some of that discomfort or to find the opportunity or to you know when I didn't feel like there's a lot of positive to find in these things which is okay right I think it's important to not always be like good vibes only or like it's always good like choose happiness like some things are just hard and some things are just unfair and some things just hurt and suck and that is a part of life too and sometimes that is just a part of the path that you're walking and i think it's important to recognize that as well at least for me and that that's okay to know that things are just hard you know in that moment um but i am also proud of myself for um making it through a really really hard tough challenging few things this year and Yeah, that was – for me, that was like one of the immediate lessons that came up is that struggling is an important part of the journey and that growth comes from the uncomfortable. And so if you are also currently struggling right now or you're feeling uncomfortable because you're going through a big change, whether it's a big identity shift like I had or physical changes or whatever it is that's making you really uncomfortable, like that is a part of life. And most likely on the other side of that discomfort is growth and evolution. Um, One other way that I kind of got really, I I guess, uncomfortable in a way, and I'm just going to, you know, later on my list, you might hear me flipping some pages, because again, when it comes to this kind of soul work, I like to do like pen on paper instead of written notes. Um, But one, I guess this is like a half a lesson. It's kind of tied into this one. Um, I really had to come to terms this year with, in a way, my own ignorance and, like judgments that i had that i didn't realize i had and i was so i was so surprised with how hard i struggled with my change in my identity it hadn't occurred to me that so much of my identity and also so much of the value that i put on myself was directly related to like my productivity And, you know, my ability to feel like I'm just, like, crushing it and slaying it and, like, building my business and doing what I love and being able to do all these trainings and retreats and to, like, live my dream. And I really struggled when my ability to do that was, you know, cut, I don't even know, cut by, like, I don't know, 80 percent because I made the choice to really scale back on work to focus on being, you know, primary caregiver for baby pork chop. I do not regret that decision whatsoever. I love that decision I made, and I love the time that I spend with him. But I really had to come to terms with my own internalized judgment around, um, I guess, like staying home or going from full-time work to part-time work. And this is something that I never realized I had so much like internalized judgment and issue with until i was living it and i found myself sort of talking down to myself about you know oh well you know i i just i stay at home with my my child a lot of the time or i I only work you know three days a week on my business or i used to work all these days or I'm, i'm only traveling x amount of days a year because i want to be home for my family and there's a part of me where that decision i mean that was absolutely the right decision. I i wouldn't change that for anything. And I love that decision. And I love my time with Baby pork Chop. Um, But it was hard for me to feel like there was a part that I had, you know, lost my identity in a way. And I lost my ability to, like, just sit down, start at 6 a.m. in the morning and just work and plug away and, like, hustle and, you know, do all those things that, like, Instagram, like, tells you to do to, like, hustle more and, like, do more and do all the things and be that girl and, um you know, have this elaborate, like, two-hour morning routine to get, like, your mindset right. And and I just wasn't – that wasn't realistic. And it also really made me think about, well, how, you know, healthy of a mindset was that to begin with for me, and that's something I just had to reflect on on my own. um But I really – I really realized I had to, you know, look at myself in the mirror, really look at myself in the eye and be like, why am I struggling with this? Why am I feeling like I'm somehow less than because I'm not being as productive? What do I really value? And what do I really value about myself? Like, what is really important to me? And I really had to come to terms saying really a lot, so I apologize. But I had to come to terms with this idea that my role in life and my title in life was changing and that that's okay. And that was one of those times where I had to embrace the uncomfortable, where I had to look at myself and be like, wow, I really kind of internalized some of these ideas around like... Women and working or not working or owning businesses or not owning businesses or making, you know, decisions for the family. And I had no idea that I was internalizing that until all of a sudden I was in it. And I really did a lot of work on like some shadows that I had around that. And I, it was hard, but it was for me, it was beautiful in a way and very. Uh, illuminating and freeing to shine the light on something that I didn't even realize I was struggling with until I was in it. And when I was just having a hard time and, and being like, why am I not necessarily feeling like fulfilled right now? Or why am I, you know, talking down to myself about, you know, not even logging into my email for several days or whatever it is. And, and I had to do that work and I had to look at myself and be like, wow, I really held judgment in my heart um, around these things and had some preconceived notions and seeing that and coming to terms with, you know, you don't know what you don't know. And so now that I'm in it and I'm living it and this is now my lived experience, it's really opened my eyes to – some of these internalized things that I held, and it's it's challenged me to you know look where I may be holding other internalized judgments that I haven't given thought to before, and where are there other opportunities for me to shine the light on some of these shadows and and continue to grow so that's something that uh, I really had to look at and also kind of reflecting on like what does success mean to me and what is fulfilling to me and what is important to me and I had to keep I guess you know keep the compass on my true north and always checking in with my true self checking in with how I was doing checking in with what felt right and trusting my gut and trusting my intuition that I was making decisions that were the right decisions based on what my heart and my soul needed. And that's that's what I did. And, and when things popped up or I found myself, you know, coming against resistance, I challenged myself to really look at that and be inquisitive and say, why, why am I struggling with this? Why am I having a hard time with this? Why am I not being very kind to myself around this issue? Why do all of a sudden I feel like somehow I'm less than because I can't, you know, whip out a 14 hour day like I used to? Is that really is that really important to me? is it really about the 14 hours or is it something else and digging deeper so that is probably the second biggest lesson is just looking at what is actually important to me and where am i holding these internal judgments or these shadows within me that i i've never given thought to and it's really opened my eyes to not only how to identify these but you know what to do when when you finding resistance or you're finding yourself speaking negatively to yourself or you are struggling with a big change and having you know your world really shifted and, and that's just a huge thing that I worked through this year another lesson that I learned is to lean on community and to lean on those around you when you need help and that it's also okay to be alone sometimes and to do it on your own and to say no. Community has been huge for me this year, specifically the community of beautiful, amazing women and specifically for me, fellow mothers. So, like the women that are around me that have had children before and have had children recently, I don't think I've ever relied on that specific. Group of girlfriends more in my life, and not even just girlfriends, like, even like several, you know, a good chunk of you that are recent mothers, too. Like, even just, you know, as we chat and like DMs and things like that, like, I've never leaned on like fellow women in a way more than I did this past year, just for support and help and to ask questions. And I really had to, from someone who's used to doing a lot of it. On my own, and that's just kind of my natural way of doing things i've always just been that way i've been a very like DIY kind of person and and I certainly can ask for help when I need it, but I also like figuring out how to do things on my own and I find a lot of satisfaction in solving a problem of my own and being like, "Oh, I need to learn how to build a website today, so i'm going to learn how to build a website and then I feel really like accomplished and proud of learning something new and so having to lean on a community of Women was something that was huge for me this year. And it really just opened up my eyes to how important community is and can be, and that it is important to ask for help when you need help. And it's okay, it's not a sign of weakness to kind of raise the white flag and just say, Hey, like, can someone help me? I need some help. And that's beautiful. But on the flip side, I also learned that it's okay to say no and it's okay to do things on your own as well. And what I had to do was to always, you know, tune back in, check in, like, do I need help with this or would I like to tackle this one on my own and try to get clear on my intentions and what felt right to me? And a big piece of this last year was also building boundaries. So not just asking for help when I need it, relying on the community of beautiful women that were around me. And also now I am focusing on being part of. You know, that supportive community now for other women too. But knowing that it's okay to say no, it's okay to build boundaries, it's okay to say, you know, sometimes, um, you know, I would love to, you know, see you and have you visit the baby, but we haven't had time as a family in a few days. And it's important to me that, you know, I get some one on one time with my baby as well, or whatever it is, or, um, you know, scheduling private sessions with clients and just being honest and being like, hey, my next available date is this, where maybe before I wouldn't have been good as good at boundaries. And if someone would have said, oh, don't you have anything earlier? Can you squeak me in? Um, Or, you know, can you do a weekend? And maybe I would have done that before. But now I can say no. And I can say, you know, I keep that time sacred. And I keep that time as special time for me and my family. And just knowing that it's okay to say no and that you can ask for help, but you can also politely decline help if you don't need it. and. That was really empowering for me to be able to tap into both of those and to feel like I had a good finger on the pulse of what I needed, and to know that I had wonderful, beautiful, supportive people around me that also were wonderful and beautifully supportive of the boundaries that I was setting as well. So, that was a huge lesson and takeaway from this last year is that leaning on community is so important, and community itself can be so beautiful and essential but it's also okay to say no and to do things on your own sometimes it's not a sign of weakness to do either one and kind of piggybacking on that another takeaway from this year is that sometimes it's okay to not know what you're doing and to just try your best so for me personally i really try to avoid handing out advice especially on like parenting or things like that um, unless someone like asked me a specific question about it because For me, I feel like you have to make decisions for you and your family and your life based on your circumstances and what feels right to you, that there is no, like, one-size-fits-all for parenting and not every child is exactly the same. And with that, though, um, there's a lot of – there can be a lot of unknown and some blind spots. And I like to make lists. I like to be organized. I like to plan ahead. I like to know what to expect. And this was hard for me. I learned, I really had to learn how to embrace chaos this year. And I had to learn that it's okay to not get it right the first time. And that sometimes it's okay to not have a plan or a list. And you're just doing your best. And that was... A phrase that came up time and time again for me this year was, you're doing your best. Or I had to remind myself and just be like, Kelly, like, I can see that you're really trying and I'm proud of you for that. Or, you know, it's okay to not always have all the answers. And this year I really have had to come face to face with this idea that, you know, I can't just sort of list and plan my way through all of parenting because you don't know what's going to pop up and every kid is so different every parent is so different every day is so different and all I had to do time and time again was just you know turn inward connect in with my true self and to try to make the decisions that felt like the right decisions for me and my family at that time and a lot of last year looked like just embracing chaos or just riding the wave and knowing that sometimes you're not going to know the answer. There maybe isn't one right answer. And in a way, that's been sort of freeing for me to learn how to go with the flow a little bit more and learn how to embrace the chaos and to not have to be so structured and be able to kind of fly by the seat of my pants a little bit. I didn't realize how reliant i was on all of my routines and systems and plans and lists and don't get me wrong those things absolutely still give me a lot of joy and they keep me organized and they really help with like my adhd and they're essential to me in my work life but also being able to kind of embrace that softer more fluid side of me to embrace the chaos of first year of being a parent and being okay with that and being kind to myself with the fact that like sometimes I don't know what I'm doing and I'm just trying my best and and that is okay and then that is good enough and that that is enough so that was a huge huge takeaway for me this year now that beautiful sound is the sound of another sale on Shopify and Shopify helps you do your thing however you chitching Did you see what I just did there? So whether you're selling a little bit or you're selling a lot, Shopify can help you. It is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. So everywhere from the, I'm just about to launch my online shop stage to the, oh my gosh, I'm opening my first real store stage, all the way to the, did I just sell my millionth product stage, Shopify is there to help you grow. So whether you are selling meditation books and decks, or maybe you are selling custom knit cat sweaters, I don't know, whatever you're selling, Shopify helps you sell everywhere from their all-in-one e-commerce platform to their in-person POS system, wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify has got you covered. Plus, Shopify helps turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. It's 30% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. And something that I love about Shopify is that it can help you no matter how big you want to grow. Like sometimes when you're selling something, maybe it starts small and then before you know it, you need to take it to the next level. And you don't even have to think about how you do that because Shopify gives you everything you need to take control and take your business to the next level so sign up for a one dollar per month trial period at shopify.com slash mindful all lowercase go to shopify.com slash mindful now to grow your business no matter what stage you're in shopify.com slash mindful i'm going to interrupt this episode just for a moment to tell you about ritual gaps in the diet shouldn't be ignored and over 97% of women aged 19 to 50 are not getting enough vitamin D from their diet. And 95% are not getting the recommended daily intake of key omega-3s. And that's where Ritual is Essential for Women, 18 Plus Multivitamin comes in. It was formulated by exhaustive research to help fill nutrient gaps in the diets of women ages 18 plus. It is formulated with nutrients to help support brain health, bone health, blood health, and provide antioxidant support. And if you're like me, I really focus on my vitamin D intake in the winter. I live really far north in the U.S. There's not a lot of sunlight here in the winter, and I want to make sure that I'm covering any gaps that there may be in my vitamin D intake since it's pretty dark here most days. If you want to join me, Ritual is offering my listeners 10% off your first three months. Just visit ritual.com slash mindful and turn healthy habits into a ritual. That's 10% off at ritual.com slash mindful to start your ritual today. So a few more lessons that I learned and then I want to dive into what I'm looking at coming up in the next year. So another big takeaway for me is that every single day is a gift, even when it doesn't feel like it. And I know that's something that it's like, well, yeah, Kelly, we know, like, gratitude. (laughs) Be grateful. Like, every day is a gift. And this is something that I say a lot and I thought I believed and I do believe. But this year, I just – I was reminded of it on, like, a daily basis. This past year just has been a blur and a whirlwind and it moves so fast And it really just reaffirmed for me how easy it is to just let life rush by and to pass you by and to not take time to slow down, to be grateful and to take every single day as a gift. It's so, so easy to just go into autopilot in a way and to let the days just like rush by and, you know, do the same thing and another day and another day and another day. And I found that taking even just a moment every day to like, Mark the day to be grateful for it, to realize it was a gift. And even on the hardest days, that there was, you know, even one little thing to be grateful for. That was really special and powerful. Big takeaway for me this past year. And it also made me look at where was I wasting time? So the time that I had really was diminished this past year i I guess the free time i should say that i had really diminished i still had the same you know 24 hours in a day but the free time that i had and so i had to look a lot at like where am i wasting time or where am i doing things that don't serve me or that i don't really enjoy or doesn't make me happy and what can i start doing less of to either free up more space or to make room for the things that do make me happy and i found that Gratitude every day and looking at every day as a gift and recognizing that tomorrow isn't promised helped me to look at my priorities and to try to shuffle around, you know, what was important, what wasn't important. And it helped keep me grounded. It really just like filled up my heart in a way. Like it just was really special to me to try to remind myself of that every single day. And there are many times where it's like I went through a whole day and I was like, oh, my gosh, like what even happened? And that was always a good reminder for me. That's like, okay, slow down, pay attention, be present, open your heart. Remember that today is a gift. So that just those little reminders every day were huge for me. Another little thing is that, you know, I try to remind myself of maybe not necessarily daily, but a lot frequently was that everyone has their stuff. Going on, and then a little kindness goes a long way. So, I'm going to start with everyone has their stuff. And it feels like I was actually just talking to someone about this. Um, I certainly know I'm not the only one that had a tough year this year, or struggled, or had huge life changes, or sadness, or unexpected things happen to them. I know that. And it seems like so many people around me right now are experiencing heaviness and sadness and just unfair, unfortunate things. And it, I mean, it makes me happy to see like my friends and my family happy. It makes me happy to see them succeeding and thriving and having wonderful things happen to them. So on the flip side, when that's not, it's really hard to see them struggling or having something unfortunate or sad or tragic or whatever has happened to them and I often found myself again and again not necessarily reminding. I mean, sometimes reminding myself of this, but I found myself time and time again saying, well, you know, everyone has their stuff, right? So I'd be talking to a friend who maybe recently had a baby and, you know, she'd be saying, you know, am I the only one that doesn't have a baby that isn't sleeping or am I the only one that's struggling with relationships in my marriage now that i have a child or am i the only one that is having a hard time getting out of a funk this winter am i the only one and i felt like time and time again i had people talking to people and be like i don't know sometimes i feel like i'm the only one that is dealing with this or am i the only one that's not getting this and i have been reminded so many times this year that everyone has their stuff that everyone is struggling with something to some capacity And not only was that helpful for me to remind myself that I'm not alone and that, you know, what you see on social media is usually just highlights real and that you're not always getting the real story, that everyone has their stuff, but also to remind me that you never know what someone is going through, you never know what someone is struggling with. And just opening your heart, being compassionate and being kind can make the biggest difference. There was times, I mean, there's one that comes to mind, and I was in Target, and I was struggling, and I had chop with me, and he just... Oh, man, he was just on. I mean, it was like having just like an overly caffeinated, angry wolverine like in my cart. And I was just trying to like get the things we needed and like get out the door. And of course, like my husband was, you know, working overnights and it was just me. And I was solo parenting. It was just one of those days where it was just we were all just a hot mess. And Porkchop was unhappy and he was in the cart and just kind of making a scene. And I just had there's just another parent there this guy and he was just like he was like hey he's like man i have three kids of my own and he's like they are a handful and he just looked at me and he's like you're doing great and like even recounting that story it's like i almost like i get like a little knot in my throat because in that moment like i mean that man could have thought that like oh man been there like you know i've been that parent in target with like the kids losing their mind but the fact that he took like two seconds to just look at me and be like you're doing great. Like this is hard and him seeing me and acknowledging me and and showing me kindness went so far. And there's been times where I have, you know, intentionally or unintentionally done that for someone else this year and just you know, just tried to do something kind and then that and then someone just not even realizing that that had such an impact on someone. And when you are you know you never know where someone's at and there were just a few you know times where someone would just go out of their way to do like a small kind thing for me and in the past where I would have been like wow that's so nice like that's like beautiful like I really appreciate that like you know it gives me hope and humanity this last year like there were times where people just do small little kind things for me and like it truly like gave me life I was just like It just it did everything for me. And when I felt like I was just being like held together by threads and then someone just took two seconds to do something kind to me, it made a world of a difference. And I try to remember what those small little acts and moments of kindness often from strangers did for me and so I've really been trying to focus on doing that for others too and to keep my heart open and to recognize that I never know what someone's going through and just a tiny itty bitty little bit of kindness can make a huge difference it's something I used to think about a lot and I feel like it fell off it makes me sad to think it fell off my radar a little bit but it really came back to me this year and it's something that I've found so beautiful and fulfilling So that was a huge takeaway. Uh, My other big takeaway is doing like small self-care and spiritual practices every day is huge for my well-being. And where I used to be able to do like big chunks of time and carve out like a half day or a day and like do something special to myself or to recharge my batteries, that's not realistic for me right now. And so I think of it as like spiritual flossing where I may not be able to do, you know, this huge big thing, but where, you know, I take whatever like – a minute to like brush my teeth every day or like floss um the same to like refill my cup and to rest and to do like that spiritual emotional mental health self-care peace is essential and just taking like a minute or two like I would brush my teeth to like check in with myself and to kind of maintain my well-being in that way and shifting my expectations and recognizing that like it's okay if I don't have 30 minutes to meditate, but five or 10 minutes, like that's great too. And just shifting my expectations of what I expect of myself. And that I didn't have this one written down, but as I'm, you know, reflecting, like changing my expectations was huge. And just shifting my expectations to ones that are realistic and not beating myself up if I'm not doing all the things that I used to do and just recognizing like things are different. I am a different person. My life is different. Therefore, my expectations are different. And that's all okay. So carving in these small little kind of self-care maintenance instead of like big self-care, long morning routines, just simple little here and there has been huge for me. So if you find that you're very, very pressed on time or maybe you have kids or you just have a really demanding job, whatever it is, if you have a hard time carving out big chunks of self-care, think about like your emotional, mental, like teeth brushing and flossing every day. Just like a few minutes of like that maintenance for for health and well-being. So, those were some of my biggest takeaways and lessons learned this last year, and I wanted to close this episode out just with some things that I'm looking forward to or that I want to implement in the upcoming year. So, this past year like I said, I felt like my foundation, you know, was just kind of turned upside down and I almost like when I wrote when I first wrote that I wrote these notes I wrote the foundation was dismantled and then I read that and I was like "God, that's so dramatic um and I don't mean it necessarily in like the dramatic way that it seems because I'm really looking forward to moving forward with this new foundation in a way it's it's not like the whole foundation was dismantled and ruined and it's gone now it's not like that but it's it's almost like I had a house and, you know, that foundation, I, I liked the house. It was great. And then, you know, it collapsed. There was a emotional, mental life earthquake. I don't know if it's making any sense. It does in my head, but I apologize if it's not as I'm saying it. And And now I have to rebuild my home and I'm looking forward to taking the lessons that I've learned and applying them to, I guess, building this new house. and At first, it, you know, was really uncomfortable having that foundation broken apart and shifted and changed and turned upside down. And I'm really just looking forward to taking what I learned from the first house and applying it to the second one. And what will be different? Like, what will I change? What will I keep the same? And there's just something to me that feels really good. It makes me feel in a way, optimistic. that Even if there's certain things that I had to dismantle and I will have to completely rebuild going forward, I'm looking forward to that process. It's going to be a lot of work, but I am looking forward to starting over in some respects and doing something new with the gift of hindsight and with the gift of one really, really tough year um, under my belt to pull from from those lessons and what I learned so I'm, I'm looking forward to that to rebuilding in some aspects of my life I want to continue to embrace the chaos and lean into the unknown so this is something that I had to embrace sometimes begrudgingly this last year I'm looking forward to continuing to do that and to embrace the chaos and just you know going with the flow and some things are unknown and I won't always know what I'm doing I'm just going to try my best I'm also planning on moving with more love in the next year. So, leading with my heart space, tapping into my intuition and really just trying to come from a space of love and compassion and keeping that heart center open and yeah, just moving with love. Uh continuing my daily spiritual maintenance. I've found that to be way more manageable as I just spoke about and I'm looking forward to doing that. It's like these these tiny little breaks and these little like refreshing sips of goodness throughout the day. And I like doing that. And then I also am looking at where I can create space for magic in my life, more magic and more fun. So one thing that I did this last year is I tried to have a little bit of fun in some things like learning how to Uh, play my crystal singing bowls, which you've probably, if you've come to an event, I've been incorporating those. Also, you know, if you're on like my email list, I've sent like a video of it. I want to find a way to do a mini sound bath and put it on this podcast. I haven't found a good way yet to like record the audio in a way that will do it justice. But I promise I'm working on it. But that's been really fun. Like learning how to do sound baths this year has been so fun. And then like pulling like oracle cards and learning how to do that has been really enjoyable. And and just even doing things like going to like mommy and me yoga or I don't know, just like leaning into fun and just having fun for fun's sake because it's good and nourishing for the soul. And then also looking at spaces where I can create some magic in my life i'm not entirely sure what that means but as i was writing and reflecting that came out a lot like creating space for magic so it must be something that is going to be significant for me coming up in this next year so that is it (laughs) that's all i have those are my notes um hopefully you found something in this episode to you know make you think be somewhat thought provoking Um, at the very least hopefully you can take away that if you had a really rough year you are not alone Um, and that I'm thinking of you and I'm sending you love no matter what kind of a year you had I'm sending you love and I hope that you are well Um, I would love to see you either in the uh, Awaken and Illuminate New Year's Eve retreat um, available until January 3rd and then also on January 3rd kicks off the four-week meditation accelerator so if you want to work with me in a small group setting to take your meditation to a whole new level and get that new year's retreat for free um, i would love to have you in that group it's something that i'm really looking forward to and when i talk about like community and the importance of it i think that's one of the biggest aspects i'm looking forward to in the meditation accelerator is that community and like daily check-ins and getting to know some of you better and like helping you find like a meditation buddy and continuing to build upon the beautiful community that we have here uh, with all of you so thank you so much for listening i hope that you are well and i'm sending you a hug and that wherever you are you are finding some peace and happiness there so that is all i have for you and hopefully i'll see you in one of those events or programs and that you have a wonderful new year ahead